Steve's Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's weekly podcast for you. You're listening to this on Spotify Music, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast as well. Um, so yeah, so there we go. Um, I was gonna, I was literally, you know what? I've not. So basically, what I normally like to do is I normally like to go onto my podcast streaming website where I upload the podcast to so that you guys can listen to them. And normally I like to set it all up ready for when I uh, went just before I hit record on the podcast. So this week's episode is 120. Um, So I can't believe I've done 120 podcasts, but there we go. Um, So I'm just literally going to get the, the... the the intro outro that you guys have just heard and the intro outro for when I end the podcast there we go so that's all ready um anyway coming up uh in this week's weekly podcast I am going to be talking about the Galaxy S23 because that has officially been announced now uh by Samsung they did an event on uh Wednesday this week at 6 p.m. UK time uh, where they basically announced um, the Galaxy S23, S23 Plus, and the S23 Ultra as well. Uh, they also announced a new line of laptops as well. So I'll be going through uh, all of that a little bit later on in this week's weekly podcast. Uh, I'll also be going through um, a movie review that I found earlier this week for Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey which is going to be coming out in the US cinemas um on February 15th so in about a couple of weeks from now is when you guys in the US can expect to see that in your local theaters it's really weird because Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey is actually a movie that was made in the UK and yet it seems like we're not we haven't even got a release date yet for the movie is it going to be coming to cinemas here in the UK or is it going to be going straight to digital or DVD here in the UK? I mean, I genuinely don't know. Um, but I guess we'll wait and see. As soon as a UK release date has been announced, uh, I will uh, talk about it on the podcast and stuff. Uh, but for now, though, it is coming out in the US uh, on February 15th. But I've got a movie review, uh, which I'm going to talk about. Uh, for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, thanks to the guys at the Hollywood Handle, um, because they have recently, somehow or other, they've managed to get a press screening uh, for the movie, and they've watched it. So obviously, they they've given their thoughts on the movie. So I'll I'll talk about I'll I'll read you their review, their thoughts on the movie, and then I'll just give my take on it as well, based on what they've said. Um, so yeah, so that's also coming up for you as well this week. Um and I'll also go through the DC announcements as well actually. I've, that's something that I needed to bring up. Um so yeah, I'll also go through the uh DC announcements because obviously uh we have been given our first look at um at some of the uh DC movies and TV shows. Uh, that we can expect uh, to see under uh, James Gunn. Um, So, yeah, so obviously uh, he is going to be... His movie and TV show Slate 
uh, will begin from uh, 2025. Um, so there's 10 projects uh, so far uh, that have been unveiled. I'm sure there is going to be many more projects unveiled over the next year or so um, because obviously he would want us to uh, be kept updated and informed about what movies and TV shows are coming from his vision of the DC universe. So we will talk about that as well a little bit later on in this week's weekly podcast as well, okay? Uh, so, yeah, so there's a few things coming up. Um, also as well, just a little bit of a heads up here, uh, Abbott Elementary, uh, which has proven to be quite a successful show uh, over the last year, I'm going to say. Uh, currently, season two of that show is airing in the United States at the moment. Um, I believe the next episode is episode 14, uh, which is going to be coming up on Thursday next week over in the States. Um, but here in the UK, the uh, first 10 episodes of Abbott Elementary will be coming to Disney Plus here in the UK on March the 1st, the same day as The Mandalorian comes to Disney Plus globally. So, um, yeah, so there we go. A bit of exciting news for you. Um, also, as well, it's been revealed this week that... Uh, season 2 of the new British comedy which recently came to Disney Plus here in the UK and I believe it might have even come to Disney Plus in other countries and maybe even Hulu in the United States uh, but Extraordinary which I have recently watched by the way um, season 2 of that has just started filming uh, so I reckon we will probably get that I don't know. I reckon we'll get it either towards the end of the year or maybe the beginning of next year. Maybe January next year or something is most likely when we'll get that. Um, but it is a really good series. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was a bit weird in places, but I did find it quite funny as well. Um uh, you know what, to be honest, I think the, the characters are developed quite well in the series as well. Um, so yeah, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So I'm definitely in for a season two uh, when season two does come out. So there we go. So yeah, also as well, um, another season renewal has been ordered uh, by Hulu this week in the United States. Uh, so you may remember, when was it? Was it 2021? Might have been 2021. Um, I think it came out halfway through 2021 in the UK. It might have come out a little bit earlier in the US. Um, but there was a, a TV series called Hit Monkey, which was under the name or under the brand of Marvel. Um, so season two has been ordered by Hulu in the United States and obviously that does mean it will come to Disney Plus in other countries when season two does broadcast um, but it won't be under the Marvel brand so and the reason being is because now obviously Marvel are more focused on their live-action animated shows from Marvel Studios and obviously Hitmonkey doesn't come under the Marvel Studios brand. It comes under 
the Marvel television brand, uh, which is something completely different to Marvel Studios. So it won't be adapting the Marvel brand anymore. Um, I don't know what it will come under. I guess it will just maybe just come under as like a, a Hulu original or star original uh, around the world for Disney+. Plus. Um, I don't really know. So it, it's a weird one, but I'm sure we'll find out in the near future as to uh, what will happen there. Um, we also got a brand. We got a brand new trailer this week uh, for Stephen King's The Boogeyman. Now, The Boogeyman is actually a a retelling because I think there has been various other um, like. There's been various other movies on the Boogeyman in the past. And this is based on Stephen King's short story as well. Um, so, yeah. So, he... So, obviously, there is a brand new movie um, coming out. It's coming out on June 2nd in theatres in the US. I'm not sure about a UK release date yet. But I'm sure we'll get that very, very soon. Um, now, originally, this movie was actually slated to be released... On streaming services. So I should imagine this was originally going to be released. On Hulu in the United States. And on Disney Plus. Around the world. But because the test screenings. Proved to be very very positive, And because it was just getting so much. Positive feedback. I guess you could say. From test screeners. The studio uh, behind the movie. Has decided that instead of releasing this. As a Disney Plus original or, well, Star original or Hulu original. Instead, they will go ahead and release this in cinemas, which I think is good. I mean, the trailer for it does look rather creepy, um, and I'm very intrigued uh, to go and see it. Um, I've actually spoke... I spoke to my friend Damon earlier this week about the movie, and, um, and he said to me that he's actually quite interested in seeing the movie when it comes out. I'm not too sure about my other friend Kim. I don't know whether or not she'll be interested in watching the movie. I haven't really got her opinions on that yet. But I haven't seen them both this week. So um, when I do next see them both next week. I might try and ask her and see what she thinks. Or what she thought of the trailer. If she has uh, had time to sit down and watch it. So I know she's really busy bless her. But um, yeah. So I'll, I'll see what she thinks. And whether or not she wants to go and give this movie a watch as well. It's really funny actually. Because um, today actually. I was going to go and see Knock at the Cabin. And I was also going to see The Whale uh, this week, at the, uh, this weekend at the cinema. But I've decided that what I'm going to do instead is because I've not really got anything planned on Thursday next week, I'm going to go to the cinema and do a back-to-back -back, uh, cinema session then, um, where basically I go to the cinema, I'll go and watch one movie. There'll probably be a break in between the two movies that I'm going to go and see, because I'm going to go and see The Whale first, which starts at 12 o'clock. It finishes at around about 20 past two. That then gives me just under two hours then, until my next movie, Knock at the Cabin, starts at 10 past four. Um, so, yeah, so I, I'll probably do something. I don't know, I'll have a little bit of a wander around, or I might go and grab something to eat, or something like that. I'll do something. Um... 
But yeah, either way, though, I'm looking forward to watching those movies uh, next week. I will talk about Skinner Marink um, in a little while. Actually, I will talk about that in a little while uh, because I have seen that movie. Um, well, when I say I have seen it, I have and I haven't. So I'll talk about it. I will talk about it very shortly, okay? Um, so, yeah, so there we go. Right, okay, let's get into this week's weekly podcast. I think other than that, though... Um, I don't think there is really a lot else for me to say in regards to any um, TV show or movie updates, uh, really. So let me get into this week's podcast. And we're going to start with the Galaxy uh, Unpacked event, because obviously that took place earlier this week uh, on Wednesday. So the pomp around smartphone uh, launches is often deflated by one word, iterative. Too often, a shiny, just-released phone fails to add anything exciting to the list of features we saw in the previous models. If there is a crazy new trick, it's gimmicky. If there isn't, well, there's probably no need to upgrade, right? Like clockwork, Samsung has unveiled its next set of flagship smartphones, the Galaxy S23, Galaxy S23+, Plus and Galaxy S23 Ultra. You won't find any gimmicks here, but to call these phones iterative would be an overstatement. These new Android phones, at a surface level, seem to have barely evolved beyond their predecessors. The Galaxy S23 series isn't the lone hardware announcement from the company. At its big media event in San Francisco, the first in-person Galaxy unpacked since the pandemic, Samsung also unveiled a whopping five new laptops, all of which are badged with the new Galaxy Book 3 name. So let's take a look then at everything that was announced at the show, starting off with the new Samsung phones. Samsung's Galaxy S23 smartphones follow closely in the footsteps of the S22 series, the S23 Ultra, in particular, uh, look n uh, looks nearly identical to the S22 Ultra. However, the S23 and S23 Plus have lost the housing that sits around the rear camera, and they've been given a floating camera look that matches the design of their pricier sibling. The phones are plainer now. At a distance, they don't look too far off from Samsung's cheaper phones, um, all of the new Galaxy S series handsets are available in Phantom Black, Cream, Green and Lavender. Though Samsung has exclusive online only colours too, Lime, Graphite, Sky Blue and Red. The S23 remains the smallest of the bunch with a 6.1 inch AMOLED screen. The S23 Plus sits in the middle with a 6.6-inch screen, and the S23 Ultra's 6.8-inch screen size is still just as massive as past Ultra's. But one positive change is that Samsung has reduced the curvature of the glass edges around the screen. Google made a similar change to the Pixel, so, uh, Pixel 7 Pro by sharpening its edges. It's still not an entirely flat screen like the one on the S23 
and S23 Plus, but the change makes the Ultra a bit nicer to hold. The Ultra also benefits from the included S Pen. Yes, the stylus returns in this year's largest Galaxy phone. It pops out of the bottom edge of the handset, and since the edges of the Ultra screen are flatter, you get a slightly larger surface to doodle on. There's still no S Pen for the other two devices. To make the screen tougher to scratch or crack, Samsung is employing Corning's Gorilla Glass Victus 2, a material that is purposely more durable than Corning's previous formulas and contains more post-consumer recycled material. And while Apple has long used stainless steel for its iPhone Pro models, a choice which improves those phones' durability and scratch resistance, Samsung's phones are weirdly all still made from aluminium. The S23 line does have more recycled components than last year. However, the company says it has doubled the number of recycled parts on the S23 Ultra to, uh, to 12 from the speaker module to the volume keys. Like uh, last year's uh, models, all S23 devices support a 120Hz screen refresh rate, with the Ultra boasting an improved adaptive refresh rate. This feature ratchets uh, the screen's per second frame rate from uh, 1 all the way to 120, depending on what's needed, making the phone more battery efficient. Speaking of efficiency, the Ultra keeps its 5000 um, MAH uh, battery capacity, though Samsung says optimizations to the phone's hardware enable it to last up to 20% longer than the, than the S22 Ultra. The batteries in the S23 and S23 Plus both get 200 MAH bumps, bringing them to 3,900 and 4,700 MAH respectively. All of these phones should comfortably last more than a day before needing a recharge. This whole new Samsung mobile lineup is powered by Qualcomm's Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 for Galaxy, which is the latest flagship chipset, along with 8GB of RAM. The for Galaxy moniker is unusual and means something specific here. Samsung says it's indi it indicates improved clock speeds with the ability to hit 3.3 gigahertz, um, a 0.1 gigahertz bump from the base Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 chipset with the primary core. The essential, uh, this essentially means it's slightly faster than your standard current Snapdragon chip. One interesting point to note is that the global versions of the S23 lineup, which are usually powered by Qualcomm, um, uh, Samsung's Exynos uh, chipsets will now be using the same Snapdragon chip from Qualcomm. Uh, there's also a redesigned cooling chamber that's two times larger for improved thermal control, which should mean you can game for longer periods before the phone gets so hot they automatically starts throttling its performance to keep cool. The biggest change on the S23 Ultra is the primary camera. The 108 megapixel sensor powering the camera has been replaced by a 200 megapixel sensor. You can choose a 200 megapixel uh, mode to get ultra detailed high resolution shots that look nice enough to make large formal, uh, format prints or to get shots that you can crop into tightly 
uh, without dipping below print-ready resolution. That means you should expect some large file size when shooting in the 200 megapixel mode. However, by default, the camera uses um, a process called pixel binning, a trick that combines pixels on the image sensor so they take in more light to produce a brighter photo uh, to produce brighter photos at 50 or 12 megapixels. Those file sizes should be much more manageable. When shooting video, the S23 Ultra has double the correction angles for optical uh, image stabilization, so it offers smoother results than its predecessor. Not much has changed with the other cameras on the phone. The primary camera is joined by the distinctive dual 10 megapixel telephoto cameras with 3x and 10x optical zoom as well as a 12-megapixel ultra-wide camera, even though the hardware hasn't changed much. Samsung claims you'll get better photo results due to improvements in its image processing algorithms, especially all the new S23 phones are treated to an advanced object-based AI scene analyzer that can automatically tweak the lighting in a scene, reduce noise, and detect other flaws that need improving. The S23 and S23 Plus have a new 50 megapixel main camera which supposedly offers four times more dynamic colour range than the old one. All of these phones also have a new 12 megapixel selfie camera up from 10 megapixels with better autofocus too. Two of the most, uh, two of the more exciting photo editions are bizarrely in Samsung's expert RAW app. This app enables granular control over the camera's settings and still leverages some assistance from Samsung's image processing models. It's now easier to access directly in the camera app. Expert Raw was previously a completely separate app. And there are two new modes, multiple exposures and astrophoto. The former lets you shoot multiple images and layer them over each other for a fun artistic effect. The latter lets the long exposure time to 10 minutes working with raw photos requires some more robust software. So Samsung says it's partnering with Adobe to offer the professional app Lightroom as a default editing software on the phones. All three phones will receive four Android OS upgrades when uh, they launch with, iPhone, uh, with Android 13. And we'll get monthly security updates for five years, which remains one of the best software policies you'll find in Android land. Pricing for the handsets hasn't changed. Uh, the Galaxy S23 Ultra starts at $1,200. The S23 Plus is $1,000. And the S23 costs $800. Both the Galaxy S23 and S23 Ultra now offer 256 gigabytes of internal storage for the base models. Only the S23 sticks to 128 gig. They're available for pre-order now and they will be going on sale on February 17th. So that is two weeks from today. Uh, so there we go. So that is the Galaxy S23 S23 Plus and the S23 Ultra that was announced at the uh, Galaxy Unpacked event on Wednesday this week. Right, okay. Um, now, uh, before we move on to the laptops, actually, I was on Twitter uh, yesterday and 
S23 Ultra was actually trending on uh, Twitter, understandably. Um, a lot of people have been given test uh, dummies for the S23 Ultra and stuff like that. Some people have gone outside and taken some images on their new S23 Ultra uh, test phones. Um, and what I will say is I'm very amazed at the S23 Ultra and what it can do. Um, especially the 200 megapixel camera. By the time you do the 100 times zoom on your camera. And it takes really sharp clear photos of things that are so far away. I mean I could go to New York City and be on one side of of the um of the uh of the lake I guess you could say uh in in the city and I could literally zoom all the way over to some buildings, some office buildings and it will come through on the S twenty three Ultra super clear and very sharp as well uh which is absolutely amazing um i genuinely do think and i know that this is a very very expensive phone i know that it's uh, a premium phone as well but it i mean it just amazes me that that sort of technology or those sort of cameras um is well well advanced in those kind of premium phones also, as well, what I will say is, uh, it's a word that, that that I don't really like using myself. Um, but there is a word that Samsung and you might even say some other photographists would use uh, called nightography. I don't like that word personally. I, I I don't know. I just feel like it's a bit of a a, a cliche kind of word to kind of use. Um, you know, I mean. Yes, you do get nightography, you get nightographers, you know, who go out at night and take photography at night time and stuff. And while those photos are absolutely beautiful, I love looking at nighttime photography, especially of like like cities and, and stuff like that. Seeing all the beautiful lights that there is, you know, but it's not a word that I like using myself. Nightography is just not a really great word to use and I hope that one day... There is actually a word out there that's a lot better to use than nightography. But uh, nightography, though, um, is a thing. And obviously Samsung have been kind of focused on improving their nightography um, with these brand new cameras as well. So obviously you are able to shoot better in low lighting and stuff like that. Um and again, I have seen some of this um, on Twitter yesterday. I did see some uh, videos taken from the S23 Ultra. And to me, you know, it doesn't look like there's a lot of noise uh, coming from the the video footage uh, in terms of like, uh, in terms of lighting and stuff like that. That's what I mean by noise. I'm not talking about like background noise or anything like that. Um, but there, there doesn't seem like there's a lot of noise or, you know, any... I mean the stabilization on the on the videos as well is absolutely amazing. I did see a side by side comparison of somebody shaking the S22 Ultra and the S23 Ultra and it it proved that the S22 Ultra was a lot more shaky 
than the S20. The S23 Ultra barely sh like looked like it was shaking at all when they were moving the phone camera around side by side. So it really does prove that they have improved some things in the S23 Ultra massively compared uh, to the S22. It may have the same design. It may have the same kind of feel to the S22 Ultra. But when you think about it, the fact that it's now got um, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 in all of its handsets. It's not just in the US and in other countries. It's in every smartphone, even in Europe now as well. Um, you know, that's really, really good news. Because the thing is, is when you think about um, Exynos um, and Snapdragon, there are two things that you need to think about here. They're two different chips. So, obviously, Samsung are there announcing the the latest smartphone has got Snapdragon, let's say Snapdragon Gen 8 2, for example. And then, obviously, here in the UK, we would have had a Samsung Galaxy smartphone with the wrong chipset in it. It wouldn't have had Snapdragon in it. It would have had Exynos in it. Now, the big factors here is it would have changed it a little bit. So while Samsung are there doing these presentations going, you'll have this amount of battery life, you'll have this amount of performance, they're only going on on the base of the Snapdragon chip. They're not actually going on the base of the Exynos chip because obviously they are appealing uh, to the people that are going to be getting this smartphone from um in their respective countries that does have the Snapdragon chip in it. They're not actually um they're not actually targeting the 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 other countries where they're going to be getting the Exynos chip. So really you don't actually know about the performance or the battery life or anything like that until you've actually got that smartphone in your hand and it's got a different chipset in it. So what I'm really really glad about is the fact that Samsung have now gone away and they've actually now decided to put the Snapdragon chip into all of its smartphone handsets for the Galaxy S23 and it's going to be shipped worldwide whereas beforehand you would have some chip uh, you would have some handsets in some countries with Snapdragon chips in it and other countries that would have handsets that have got the uh, the Qualcomm Exynos chip in it which would have made a big difference in terms of performance and battery life so that's another good thing about this as well so there we go so if you are looking to upgrade maybe your phone is available to upgrade now you might already have a premium smartphone you know i mean who knows but if you do maybe the galaxy s23 ultra could be your next premium smartphone that you've decided to go for I'm going to be honest with you, I've never had a premium smartphone. I, I've never gone for a premium smartphone. It is something that I would love uh, to have, is a premium smartphone someday. Um, I mean, whenever that day will be. But the problem is, is the pricing. That is my only biggest problem, is the pricing. And obviously, when it comes to smartphones... I mean, yeah, okay, I can get, like, this smartphone. I mean, right now, I've got the Galaxy A52 smartphone. And when I got that, I mean, there was the Galaxy S21. So, in theory, I basically have got a budget version of the Galaxy S21 um, in my hands right now. Um, 
So, but yeah, and to be honest, it might be a little bit worn and torn by now. I mean, I'm coming up to my last year of using this smartphone. I don't know. I don't know whether or not this is actually going to last me the entirety of like the next year or not. I have no idea. But if it doesn't, then I will definitely maybe look at renewing my smartphone upgrading this year. Um, and if I do, then that's what I will do. But... I don't know what phone I would go for next, to be honest. Do I go back to go into using iPhone? Do I continue using Samsung? I really am a bit hit and miss, to be honest. Especially when they've just announced something like the Galaxy S23 Ultra, which looks absolutely stunning um, as well. Anyway, uh, so there we go. So that is the S23 Ultra um, and S23 and S23 Plus. Like I said, pre-orders are available now. Um, and of course... Um, the, uh, the release date of it will be, um, on, uh, February 17th, 2022. Uh, let me, uh, 2023, sorry, not 2022. I'm still in 2022 for some weird reason. Um, let me have a, you know what's funny, actually? I've just had a look. Um, that is just weird. Um... I, I literally just pressed O2, um, and yeah, that, that is weird. Okay, uh, right, anyway, I just went into O2, because I wanted to have a look at a mobile network, um, for example, here in the UK. Um, I'm just going to have a look at the Galaxy S20. Let's have a look at the S23 Ultra, for example. They should have it. Yeah, pre-order. Um, so you can pre-order it here in the UK from... Ne oh, no, that's Sky Mobile. I didn't want Sky Mobile. Um, I wanted O2. Do they not have O2 at the moment? Yes, they do. They do. Of course they do. Um, <clears throat> so you can pre-order the S23 Ultra right now. Uh, they do have a capacity of 512 gig. That's the only one at the time recording this. That's the only one that they've got um, at the moment. Um, let me have a look and see if maybe, maybe they've got it in black. No, they haven't got it in black. What about lavender? Have they got it in lavender? No. So it does look like if you're looking at O2 here in the UK, the 256 gig one is out of stock. The only one they do have is the 512 gig, uh, one. Uh, obviously you can do a pay monthly thing. Um, so the pay monthly is, and this is very eye-watering mind. Uh, pay monthly, uh, so you can pay £30 up front, uh, you get the phone for £69.2p uh, two, uh, £69 uh, monthly, uh, with that you get unlimited minutes and text and you get 150 gig of data, uh, you get one that's 100 gig of data, again all these device plans here are 36 months, um, so again unlimited text and calls, um, you get uh, again thirty pound up front, sixty six pound three pence monthly, uh, or you've got this one here, which I don't understand why you would go for this one here, because this one seems a bit more. Um, oh no, it is a little bit cheaper, mind. It is a little bit cheaper, but it's not that cheap. Uh, thirty gig of data, unlimited minutes and texts, thirty six month uh, device plan, um, and then after that, it's six. So it's sixty five pound two pence monthly. And you get £30 up front. Um, so there we go. I mean, to be honest, the plus plan, uh, with the plus plan, you can um, you can uh, switch to a new phone. 
um, whenever you like with O2 switch up. So this is obviously uh, their plus plan. So the 150 gig uh, uh, data one and the 30 gig of data is their plus plans. Okay, so um, so yeah. Um, also as well, they're doing an offer at the moment where you only pay, I believe, yeah, you only pay £38.03 uh, for the first three months. And then after that, it's £65.02 thereafter. Obviously, over the course of the next couple of years, if you are in a contract with O2, um, then obviously from there on, you're going to have to then... It, it There will be a price increase. Uh, it's really funny, actually, because uh, this week... Um, Speaking of phone prices, this week um, my friend Kim actually messaged me uh, and she sent me a screenshot of um, her mobile phone network provider. Uh, they sent her a text message to say that either on or just after the 31st of March, uh, her phone bill is going to be going up by something rather something over than uh something along the lines of around about over six pound a month um and that's because of due to high inflation so i'm expecting a text message from my mobile phone network provider any day now uh to tell me that my phone bill is going to be going up by that much um in the next couple of months um but yeah so there we go i mean it is happening obviously it's high inflation and stuff like that um but it is what it is i guess um and obviously we are in a cost of living crisis as well so um yeah so in theory i mean the cost of living crisis i mean it has it has affected all of us in a big way because even if you are someone like me that lives at home doesn't really do a lot of shopping or anything like that you know but you do have bills to pay like for example your netflix subscription your disney plus subscription or your phone bill or something like that there is going to be something there which is going to go up in price and it is it is going to hit you hard um sadly and for me particularly for me i'm going to say my phone bill is probably going to be one of them that's going to hit me quite hard uh, during the cost of living crisis really because i think that is probably going to be the biggest thing that actually goes up for me uh, unless disney or netflix or or something like that decides to up their prices in terms of streaming services but i'm sure they're probably trying their best to keep their prices down low um but yeah anyway as i was saying though obviously those prices are now D don't i mean don't be too surprised if when you come to uh april time you know if you go for a 150 gig data plan for the galaxy s23 ultra it's going to be something around about 74 pound a month if you go for the 30 gig data it'll be something like 71 pound a month or, or something like that so yeah don't be too surprised if that does happen later in the year but well the, the really good thing is though is that you know obviously they do have these these offers here where for the first three months you pay 3803 a month and then 6502 thereafter um and then you pre uh, you can pre-order the 512 gig model for the price of the 256 gig model by using the code s23ustg that ends on the 16th of february so again you're getting the phone a lot cheaper uh, if you enter that code 
between now and the 16th of February. Obviously, the phone comes out on the 17th of February, which is why they're doing the offer till then. Uh, obviously, you get the plus plan as well uh, for the 30 gig or 150 gig of data ones, which means you can switch to a new phone whenever you like uh, with O2 switch up. Um, and obviously, with the uh, plus plan as well, you can get up to six months of Apple Music and six months of an extra of your choice. Uh, on them and you get a three-year warranty um, whereas if you go for the 100 gig data uh, you get up to three months of free Apple Music and three months of an extra of your choice as well and I reckon that extra would be something like Prime Video, Disney, uh, Disney Plus, Audible, something like that. Uh, so there we go. Um, yeah, so there we are. So um, so that, that that's that's a little bit there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the Galaxy S20. I don't know how much because I don't think it is going to come up with anything. Oh yeah. So this is the. I can go through the the 256 gig. So if you went for 150 gig uh, of data, 6486 monthly. Uh, 100 gig of data, 6187 monthly, and the 30 gig is 6086 monthly. Okay, um, so again, so you would be saving a little bit of money, not a lot of money, but you would be saving a little bit of money uh, if you were to do the offer uh, that is on the 500, 512 gig uh, of uh, storage S23 Ultra between now and the. Uh, and the 16th of February. So there we go. So yeah. So there we are. Um, you know what? I I do need to I do need to look at my uh, at my phone to be honest because I'm not really sure. Well, I'm in two minds. Part of me wants to upgrade, but then the other part of me kind of doesn't. Um, I mean, I mean, I've been in two minds now for the last month or so. What to do about my phone? I mean, the phone itself. I mean, it's not a bad phone. Don't get me wrong. And I was running a, a diagnostics check on my phone yesterday, actually. The battery in it is still good. Um, you know, it is still good. But uh, the problem that I've got is just the charger. Um, and it's not the fact that I need a new charger or anything like that. It's the fact that I stick my, my charger in my phone port and it just comes loose. Uh, loosely undone. So I think it is... That that it is obviously where obviously where it's where the uh where the in where the component inside your phone holds the charger in place, that's obviously come loose in the phone and now obviously I can still charge my phone, but a it takes hours for it to charge up, like and I'm talking somewhere along the lines of three to four hours to charge, which isn't normal for a smartphone to do. Um, unless you had a very low wattage battery, uh, low wattage charger, sorry, and charging port, I guess you could say. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, that's so that's not normal for a smartphone to do because normally it should only take an hour, hour and a half for a phone to charge. So it should never take three or four hours for a phone to charge ever. But for my phone, it happens. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've got like just over just over a year left on my phone. And I just don't know whether or not it's worth me upgrading. I mean, I I do have the availability to upgrade. That's the problem. I have the up I have the availability to upgrade. I log into my mobile network account and it says to me, 
I can upgrade from today, even though I've got like a year left or just or just over a year left on my phone contract that I'm with. So I don't know. All I need to do is I just need to pay off the device plan and then boom, I'm away. I can get my new phone if I wanted to. But I don't know because that would probably then mean that I'd then be coming out of contract, which would then mean I'd have to pay a contract termination fee. Um, I don't know. I mean, I could actually. I wonder if I could. Should we see if I can do this? I'm wondering if if I can um, if I if I go into help. Wait, do they have it? Um, da -ba -ba -ba, let me see. Billing, understanding. No, I don't need that. Is there a, like, a, a need more, the best way, contact, um, have a question, can, I want, I know what, let our virtual assistant help with a query, alright, okay, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to ask a query, um, um, I'm available 24-7 to answer any general queries you might have about our products and services, type in just a few words you need help with. If you have more than one question, please ask one at a time. Okay. Um, I don't know. How do how do I start this? Um, 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 I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If I upgrade um, on O2 refresh before the end of my current device plan... Um, Let's see if I get an answer. Um, will I need to pay a contract termination fee? Let's see. I mean, it's a good question. Oh, well, I've just done the last bit in capitals. Uh, if I upgrade on that uh, before the end of my current device plan, um, will I need to... Oh, it's not... Let me just stay on one set. Uh, pay a. Uh, let's 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 see if they let's see if they get back to me. I mean, I don't know. Um, let's see let's see what happens. Anyway, we'll 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 come back. Um. Um. Oh wait, what? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh. Sorry, I don't know what you mean. Can you rephrase that for me? And I'll try again. Uh, okay. Well, let's. All right. Let's just say that one. Right. Oh, well, these are really quick, by the way. Um, oh, okay. Well, they'll be my billing buddy. Um, okay, well, I don't really want to... No, uh, I don't know. Um, hmm, this is weird. Um, I'm going to put... Let's see what they put when they when, when I say that. You know what? They're very quick, aren't they? I don't know what you mean. Can you rephrase that for me? Okay. Uh, that's under billing and payment, isn't it? Really? Um, billing and payment. Um, viewing my bill, late payment, and defaults monthly payments. Uh, 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 uh. Let's see if it's that one. I don't know. If not, maybe I can always select something else. I don't. I don't know. Uh, change my pay. No. Uh, I can't make my payment. No. Okay. Um, can I uh, view my bill? Late payment. No, to fund. Well, th this ain't really helping me. This really is not helping me whatsoever. Um, 
I don't know. So, let me let me go sales. Let me see what they say when it's under sale. Um, okay, that's just weird. Oh, okay. Um, cancel. Ah, hang on one sec. Maybe this might be it. Uh. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Upgrade. You'll need to speak with us. What? Okay, right. You need to speak to us to uh, cancel. No, 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 no. No, that didn't answer my... No, that, no, I didn't... Okay. Um, all right, let me try, let me try sales. Uh, of course, it's going to come up with... Oh, okay, right. Um, it's got to be sales then. Surely, it's got to be. Um... What offers do you have? Blah, 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 blah. I want to... Okay, okay. That's... Alright. Okay. Maybe I should have pressed this one a long time ago. Um... What? A desktop or computer? You'll be taken to the web chat section. Okay. Let's... Let's... Wait, what's happening now? I just clicked a link and it's now connecting me to the app store. Why is it taking me to the app store? Oh, okay. It's taken me to my mobile network app on my on my app store. Um which I didn't need. Alright, well, that's weird. Um <laughs> that's just weird. Well, that didn't really answer my question. If anything, that just I don't really know. I mean, to be honest, right, what I can quite easily do is I could quite easily just sign into my network um mobile network account now and I can try and see if I can get an, an answer, but I, I don't really know. We'll, we'll see, because it just sent me to that. So, there we are. Um, anything else? Um, let me have a look. Hang on. Let's see if I can... I'll see if I can find something. Um, support. Um, looking to upgrade... Start an agent will come back to you shortly. Um, uh, let me. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna. Let's see. Send. Fingers crossed. Um... Oh, okay, you are through to O2. Oh, okay, sorry, I can't put you through. If you would like to try again later, I'll check our agent availability again. Oh, really? Did they? Oh, okay. Well, you know what's funny is straight away they were like, "You are through to us," and then they were like, "Sorry, we can't. Uh, we're, we're extremely busy right now." Of course they are. Of course they are. I mean, I guess... I mean, they've gave me a link. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, I don't think it's really going to give me... I'm not a victim of fraud. Um, no, it's it's literally not really... It's not really given me anything, really, in terms of... I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have, to have a look. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't... Um, 
Maybe I should just literally go in and ask them. I feel like that would probably be better. That way they can't go, sorry, we're extremely busy right now and uh, there's no one around that can answer your question. Um, hopefully someone will answer my question at a later date, fingers crossed. Um, right, anyway, <laughs> I'm hoping so because um, I would love to know. Uh, really would love to know. Right, let's go back to the S23 Ultra and stuff because I, I've seemingly gone off track and I've just moved on to talking about the s23 and stuff on o2 and stuff like that so let me go back to the galaxy unpacked event okay uh and let me talk about that now because we're going to go on to the laptops so three new phones and five new laptops samsung's new galaxy book 3 series of notebook pcs include the book 3 1000 book 3 pro 1450 Book 3 360, $1,300. Uh, Book 3 Pro 360, $1,900. And Book 3 Ultra, $2,400. All of these laptops are powered by the latest 13th generation Intel processors. The screens all have a 16-10 aspect ratio. And the Pro and Ultra models feature Samsung's AMOLED display technology with a 3K resolution and 120Hz refresh rates. They're all up for pre-order now and they go on sale on February 17th. Uh, so the Galaxy Book 3 Ultra... Uh, the Ultra branding uh, makes the leap to Samsung's laptops. A new addition to the Galaxy Book lineup comes with 13th Gen Intel Core i7 and i9 chips, 45 watts, and NVIDIA's new 40 series mobile graphics cards. Companies like Asus, Lenovo, and HP have been making these high-powered laptops aimed at content creators for some time, so it's refreshing to see Samsung join the field. The Ultra smartly ditches... Uh, the thin and light priorities that have defined the Galaxy Book range, measuring 16.5mm thick and weighing 3.9 pounds. The new 16-inch 3K AMOLED 120Hz screen supports HDR and isn't a touchscreen. It's zoom-friendly too, with a 1080p webcam and studio-quality dual mic with active noise cancelling. Galaxy Book 3 Pro, the rest of the Samsung laptop lineup remains largely the same as last year, but with updated specs as well as some size switch-ups, the Galaxy Book 3 Pro sporting 28 watts Intel Core i5 i7 13th Gen chips is now available in 14 and 16 inch display sizes. Both screen sizes still offer 3K resolution and feature the same AMOLED panel as the Ultra. These are the thinnest and lightest models in the range. The 14-inch model is just 11.3mm thick and 2.58 pounds. The looks haven't changed at, uh, all that much from the previous edition. Galaxy Pro, uh, Pro Free... Um, Galaxy Book Pro uh, Free Pro 360, trying to get my words out here. Uh, this year, the Galaxy Book 3 Pro 360 is available only in a large 16-inch size. And you can choose between a Wi-Fi or 5G model. You'll find the same new 3K AMOLED display that's on the other models, but this one's a touchscreen. All of Samsung's 360 versions of the uh, Galaxy Book feature touchscreens with a hinge that enables you to flip the screen on its back to use a laptop like a tablet. Therefore, it makes sense that the S Pen stylus uh, is included with this model. It magnetically sticks to the front of the laptop. The rest of the specs are similar to the regular Pro with 13th Gen Intel Core i5 i7 processors under the hood. Um, and there we go. That literally is it uh, for that one, okay? Um, so, 
yeah, so obviously laptops and phones were the main talk of the Galaxy Unpacked event uh, this year. Uh, and obviously, I will be bringing you more updates uh, in regards to uh, the technology world. Uh, I'm sure Apple are going to be holding their te uh, a technology spring event very, very soon. I can imagine the spring event will be around about March, April time. I don't really know if there is um, a Apple spring event planned. I'm just going to have a look and see uh, spring event 2023. I mean, we are getting um, to... Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there is, uh, according to Macworld, it could be between March 7th or March 14th. That's the predicted date at the moment. So around about next month is when we could... Um, expect there to be one um but yeah normally we do get some hardware reveals at the spring event uh in march or april time um so uh i mean obviously there is an ar headset um i mean yeah there is an ar headset um apparently that's in the in the works uh so it could be March, April time. We might see it. Um, so, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. We will wait and see. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, there we go. But when that does uh, arrive, though, I will obviously let you guys uh, know about it. And, obviously, I will go through all the... Um, I will, yeah, I will go through all the details of uh, the um, of the Apple event as and when uh, it does happen, of course. Um, right, okay. Uh, let me just have a look um, at. Uh, we're now going to talk about um, the. Uh, we are going to uh, talk about. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, because uh, obviously this movie is a movie which has been, it first got announced, when did it first get announced? It was back in uh, May last year, uh, and obviously it's had a bit of backlash um, to it, um, it has had a bit of backlash to it, um, because obviously some people are there going, yes, um, you know, I... I <laughs> I, I love the fact that um uh I love the fact that uh you know that this this is happening. Um Um But yeah. So and some people are there going, No, I don't like the fact of this. Um So there we go. Oh I'm getting emails and texts and all that now coming through. Um but yeah, and some people are there going, No, why is this a thing? Why is this happening? Um, I really don't understand. So, obviously, um, what was I going to say? So, obviously, some people have been a bit mixed on it. This movie um, is uh, now coming out in cinemas. Uh, it's coming out um, on February 15th in the US. There's no UK release date as of yet. Um, but we will wait and see. See what happens. Um so yeah, so we'll we'll see. Um so there we go. Um 
And yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, there's been a review. Sorry, I'm just trying. To, I was trying to look at something for a minute. Um, that there, there has been a review um, that has gone up. Um, for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. This is the only review, actually, that I think I have only seen. Um, so, um, yeah. So, I feel like... Uh, let me have a look. Um, yeah, so th uh, there, is one, there is one review here. Um where they've talked about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and I'm going to go through it, right? And they, they've asked, what was this? Um, so let me read it. Uh, look at the title of this movie and what the movie proposes. Does it really make you have high, high expectations? It's one of those movies that tries to ruin your childhood using kids' elements to make it even scarier. And yeah, it worked. I have a couple of stuff uh, to talk about in this movie review. And I want to start talking about the plot, which basically does not exist. A long time ago, when Christopher Robin was just a kid, he met some friends at the forest. Uh, some animals who could talk and play with Christopher until one day when Christopher Robin was becoming a man and had to leave his friends behind and alone. And from that on, things only could get worse. Pooh and his friends freaked out. They were alone and starving, having to eat one of their friends to avoid dying from hunger. And they prom uh, promised to never talk again. And also a revenge to the humans and especially for Christopher Robin. Uh, the movie starts with a terrifying opening scene. We see Christopher many years later revisiting his friends who apparently are not that friendly anymore. Piglet and Pooh crazy serial killers who want revenge for Christopher for leaving them alone when they most needed him and after that the plot goes from generic to nothing we see a group of girls with literally no character development going to uh, going to a cabin in the forest to have fun and Pooh and Piglet are there to kill and kill summarizing that's basically all and their mission to kill the two not friendly friends uh, the movie has some very crazy killing very gory ones we see cars going over heads chasing scene in a swimming pool whipping with hair yeah we have some crazy violent scenes but the thing is that is all everything this movie does is chasing scenes that ends up with the character being massively killed by the bear or the little pig and this movie can work for some but honestly it's not worth watching the writer got shot when they found out that this movie had a huge $30 million budget, which you might think that it's not a lot for a movie, but if they compare it to, uh, to a movie like Megan, which had a $12 million budget, we see a huge difference. Even though Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey had a higher budget, the movie still looks like a fan film, a movie that wasn't even made by professionals, and that's what they felt like watching um, the performances are terrible, horrible, no one works, Christopher Robin might be the least worst one, he is not good but he can manage to be fine sometimes, but very bad actors and actresses try to carry a movie when they can't even do that, oh, there are good things about the movie also, starting with the photography and cinematography, it's pretty fine though, gives some tension, great dark scenarios, are really present and they should also highlight the score which is actually very good each music matched up with a respective scene and it also worked very well but besides that they don't have more uh, praise about it we can see and understand Pooh's trauma sometimes he has flashbacks of Christopher promising him he'd never that he'd never abandon him but he did and Pooh is not happy about it and he wants revenge Piglet 
is just Pooh's worker and has no development and only kills and kills. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is a nonsense adaptation that tries to change the total purpose of something. Crazy massive kills cannot carry a horror movie with a terrible plot along very bad performances. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the rating this movie got was a 15%, which is a very low rating. Uh, the movie this week actually has announced that there is a sequel to Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey as well. Uh, so a sequel is also in the works. And yet, this movie is supposed to be bad. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I actually do want to watch it. I actually do want to watch this. Um, just not because of the acting. At least I'm going to go in. I mean, I'm I'm setting my expectations quite low for this movie. I just want to see it for the kills and for the gore. And that's it. Um, yeah. That is literally it. I mean, I don't know when it's coming out in cinemas here in the UK. Whether it is coming out in the cinemas in the UK. Or whether it's just going to go straight to streaming. I have no idea. It's coming out in the US though. Um, on February 15th. But there we go. That's uh, someone from Hollywood Handle. Who has given that movie a watch. Uh, recently. Did they leave a name? Yeah. Richard Nito. Uh, Richard Nito. Um, there we go. Richard Nito watched the movie recently. And gave his thoughts on uh, on that. Right. Okay. Um. Now, let me, um, let me have a look at, uh, the DC stuff. Uh, that's the other thing that we were going to look at, wasn't it? Was that, was the DC stuff. Um, so, let me have a look at that. Um, <clears throat> Uh, right, let me have a look, let me have a look, let me have a look. Um, so, James Gunn, unveiled. Uh, the, yeah, so he's unveiled, um, the, uh, new Batman, uh, new Batman, Supergirl movies, and a Green Lantern TV show, and more from James Gunn and Peter Safran as well. Uh, so DC Studios bosses share 10 projects. Uh, talked the exit of Henry Cavill and addressed the potential future of Ezra Miller as uh, the Flash as they introduce a slate of big heroes and lesser known characters. The stakes are massive for us and for Warner Brothers Discovery, says Safran. Uh, so a new Batman movie without Robert Pattinson, but featuring Bruce Wayne's murderous son, a Superman movie on the release schedule. Uh, mark your calendars for July 11th, 2025. A Game of Thrones style drama set on Wonder Woman's home island of uh, Themyscira. Uh, Amazonian palace intrigue. And an animated series already in production. Creature Commandos. Wait, what? Uh, that's just part of what will be coming to theatres and TV screens as part of DC Studios bosses James Gunn and Peter Safran's new slate. The pair have been busy in the three months since taking over and combining the film and television slate of DC properties, including live action and animation as well as gaming. Uh, they revamped the way the movie and TV sides do business. 
Cutting ties with projects and creators, a writer's room was formed to find an overall story that will launch a unified DC universe. Creators have been approached and a plan, at least part of uh, one, for what is being billed as Chapter 1, God of Monsters, was formulated and a slate of projects put into development. Uh, now, after ambitiously promising fans that they would have something to show them by February 1st, Gunn and Safran have unveiled the first part of their slate. It's a combination of big, well-known heroes, along with lesser-known characters who may just become big, like the once-obscure heroes of Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy films over at Marvel Studios. The duo shared their plans uh, Monday with reporters in a petite and tidy screening room on the Warner Brothers lot in Burbank. One of our strategies is to take our diamond characters, which is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and we use them to prop up other characters that people don't know, explained Gunn. Added Safran to build those lesser-known properties into the diamond properties of tomorrow. While plans may yet shift, Cautioned the duo, here is the initial slate of projects for Chapter 1 in the order they're planned to appear. Creature Commandos, a seven-episode animated series written by Gunn that is already in production. Originally a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazis. This is a modern take on the concept. The voice actors have yet to be cast, but the executives are looking to find people who can voice the animated characters and also betray the live-action versions when the anti-heroes show up in movies and series. Waller, in a spin-off of Gun's own HBO Max hit series Peacemaker, Viola Davies will return as the ruthless and morally ambiguous head of government uh, task force. It is being written by Crystal Henry, Watchman, and Jenry uh, Carver, the creator of the Doom Patrol TV series. Superman Legacy, the movie featuring the Man of Steel that Gunn is writing and may direct, although no commitments on that end have been uh, made. While the two previous titles are meant to be uh, aperitifs, uh, in Safran's words, uh, Superman is the true kickoff for the duo's DCU plans. It is, uh, it's not an origin story, Safran said. It focuses on Superman balancing the Kryptonian, uh, his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world uh, that thinks that uh, that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned. A release date of July 11, 2025 has been penciled in. Lanterns. Greg uh, Belanti's long-in-the-works Green Lanterns TV series has been scrapped and Gunn and Safran have parted ways with the longtime DC series steward. In its place will be a new take on the space cops with power rings. Our vision for this is very much in the vein of True Detective, Safran described. It's terrestrial-based. It will feature prominent Lantern heroes, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, and is one of the most important shows they have in development. This plays a really big role in leading into the main story we are telling across film and TV. The Authority, a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the late 1990s under an influential imprint known as Wildstorm, run by artists and now head of DC Publishing, Jim Lee. One of the things of the DCU is that it's not just a story of heroes and villains, said Gunn. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guy versus bad guy, giant things from the sky coming 
good and good guy wins. Uh, there are white hats, black hats, and grey hats, added Saffron. They are kind of like Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. They know that you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. Uh, Paradise Lost, the uh, duo described this HBO Max series as a Game of Thrones-style drama set on the all-female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace, uh, Themyscira. Filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players, it takes place before the events of the Wonder Woman films. The Brave and the Bold, uh, this is the introduction of the DCU Batman, said Gunn, uh, of Bruce Wayne, and also uh, introduces our favourite Robin, Damian Wayne, who is a little son of a bitch. Uh, the movie will take inspiration from the now classic Batman run written by Grant Morrison that introduces Batman to a son he never knew existed. A murderous tween raised by assassins is a very strange father and son story. Um, and importantly, it will feature a Batman not played by Robert Pattinson. However, there is also the Batman sequel. Pattinson will continue to portray the Dark Knight in at least one more crime saga movie directed by Matt Reeves. That movie, the executive revealed, uh, will be released on October 3rd, 2025 and is being titled The Batman Part 2. 2025 is going to be a very big year for DC, Crowd, Saffron, Superman and Batman within the same year. Booster Gold, an HBO Max series based on a unique lesser-known hero created in 1986. Safran said that the series is about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend uh, to be a superhero. Uh, Gunn described it as an imposter syndrome as a superhero. Uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow taking its cues from the recent uh, Tom King written miniseries. This movie promises a different take than the, uh, what most think of when Superman's cousin comes to mind. We will see the difference between Superman who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant versus Supergirl raised on a rock, a chip off of Krypton um, and who watched um, everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life and then come to Earth, she is much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. Uh, Swamp Thing, a horror film that promises to close out the first part of the first chapter. So there we go. Uh, to come up with an overall direction of the Slate Guns, assembled a group of writers consisting of friends and storytellers that he admired. Among them uh, were the Martian scribe Drew Goddard, the Flash writer Christina Hodson, Moon Knight head writer Jeremy Slater, Watchmen writer Crystal Henry, and famed comic book scribe Tom King. King is one of the biggest DC writers of the past 12 years, a key architect of its Batman line, and the writer of the Supergirl miniseries series that will be the basis of the movie before audiences get to those films and series however there is a matter of this year's crop of movies uh, starting with shazam fury of the gods coming march 17th and continuing with the flash on june 16th blue beetle on august 18th and aquaman and the lost kingdom on christmas day uh, guns and saffron are high on the quartet made under the previous film uh, regime uh, regime and the 
Aegis of DC Films, run by former head um, Walter Hamada. Gun Called the Flash, directed by Andy uh, Muschietti, uh, probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. He also said the four leads of those films could potentially return to their roles in DCU projects down the line. There is nothing that prohibits that from happening, said Gunn. Among those actors is Ezra Miller, the troubled star of The Flash, who has found themselves at the centre of several criminal investigations. They pleaded guilty to trespassing earlier this month and who in August announced they were seeking treatment for complex mental health issues. Safran said... Uh, uh, the executives remained hopeful Miller is on a path to betterment. Ezra is completely committed to their recovery. We are fully supportive of that journey they are on right now. When the time is right, when they are ready to have that discussion, we will all figure out what's uh, what's the best path forward. But right now, they are completely focused on their recovery. And in our conversation with them in the last couple of months, it feels like they are making enormous progress. The duo also discussed their approach to casting uh, uh, right light, uh, large, uh, writ large, uh, whether it was returning or new actors. The TV series will look to cast uh, actors who will also play the parts on the big screen, just as John Cena played the violent fight, uh, violent figure Peacemaker in Guns, The Suicide Squad. Then in the Peacemaker series, anyone cast as Hal Jordan and John Stewart in Lanterns, for example, will then cross over into the films. Uh, we don't want the series to feel in any way like Stepchildren or Lesser Than, said Gunn. It's just another way to tell a story. They like being able to spend eight hours digging deep into certain characters. And they took on the touchy subject of Henry Cavill. Tip to return as Superman in a cameo in last year's Black Adam, but who in the end will not return as Superman, much to the uh, chagrin of a vocal fan base. We didn't fire Henry. Henry was never cast, said Gunn. For me, it's about who do I want to cast as Superman and who do the filmmakers we have want to cast. And for me, for this story, it isn't Henry. He added, I like Henry. I think he's a great guy. I think he's getting dicked around by a lot of people, including the former regime at the company. Uh, but uh, this Superman is not Henry for a number of reasons. The executive also tried to walk the line of if and how to deal with actors who step into controversy, with Shazam Zachary Levi being the most recent example. Over the weekend, uh, Levi tweeted words against uh, pharmaceutical giant Pfizer known for its COVID-19 vaccine, which many interpreted as the actor having anti-vaccine views. Actors, filmmakers that I work with are going to say things that I agree with and things that I don't agree with, said Gunn, who in 2018 was temporarily fired by Disney as director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 due to old offensive tweets. I can't be changing my plans all the time because... An actor says something that I don't agree with. At the same token, uh, if someone is doing something that is morally reprehensible, that's a different story and we have to take that into account. Uh, though Gunn and Safran are working in one DC universe, some stories will stand apart. Reeves' Batman movies and Todd Phillips' sequel to Joker will fall under a banner titled DC Elseworlds, which will... Uh, 
uh, which will fall under a banner. Uh, yeah, uh, which will just as the uh, as in the comics fall outside the larger continuity of the DCU. The Black Superman project being written by Tanahisi uh, Coates uh, under the previous regime remains in active development and would also fall under that category. Teen Titans Go, the popular and long-running cartoon series on Cartoon Network, also falls under uh, that banner, the duo said. Uh, the bar is going to be very high for projects to be outside the DCU, the Elseworlds project, explained Safran, but every now and then there will be something that lives up to that. Gunn and Safran also uh, stressed the importance of strong screenplays, saying a focus there would... Uh, uh, saying a focus they, uh, there would prevent uh, the dreaded feeling of superhero fatigue and also give the projects a tonal and thematic difference from each other. Gunn called out the uh, degradation of screenwriters in Hollywood and also said that the duo wanted to be respectful of the voice of filmmakers they were working with up to a point. It's not the Gunverse, it's not, Gunn said. It's got to be all these different feels from all these different stories that's what makes it so fun. The stories are completely different and each has the individual expression of the writers and the director uh, that are making those projects. Uh, but he added, we're not stupid. Not every filmmaker is going to be happy because if someone is doing something that isn't working, we're going to be honest. Um, Gunn and Safran's hirings were the culmination of over a half uh, half a year quest by Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Saslav uh, to find someone to lead a screen division of DC. In his own words, Saslav uh, was looking for a Kevin Feige, the storied and successful head of rival Marvel Studios, who has led the Disney-owned company to a seemingly endless string of hits all the while telling a unified and interconnected uh, story. Uh, Gunn became an A-list filmmaker under Feige, who hired him to direct 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy, but he was quick to note that uh, note this is not a Marvel uh, redux. A lot of people are thinking this as Marvel 2.0. It's not. Saslav had a vision in mind of a standalone studio that would have everything DC centralised, said Safran, and that was the appeal for us uh, coming in and having access to any character, any story, and to tell the stories we wanted to tell across all the mediums. As Gunn said, the history of DC is pretty messed up, referring to the turmoil and disconnectivity that has roiled and foiled Warner Brothers' pictures plans for the comic book properties over the last dozen or so years. There were filmmakers Zack Snyder's multi-movie universe that sputted halfway through. There was uh, an attempted course correction by Joss Whedon that made uh, that maybe made things worse. There were the several changes in studio leadership and ownership, and there was the Arrowverse, the successful if niche TV side of DC that aired for over a decade on the CW. No one was minding uh, the mint, said uh, Gunn. They were giving away IP like they were party favours at any creator who smiled at them. Uh, for Gunn being handed the keys to a comic book universe is like something out of a childhood dream. Growing up in St. Louis, Gunn described himself as a lost, screwed up kid who didn't feel like he belonged. Um, 
yeah, anyway. Uh, and that's really just um, more diving into, like, the history and stuff. So, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, so that is pretty much uh, everything that was announced in regards to the DC Universe. So, uh, of course, uh, let me know what you do think uh, of uh, some of the announcements from this week. Um... So, yeah, let me know what you think about that. Uh, feel free to tweet me at SteveFlixPlus on Twitter. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and let me know uh, what you think on the uh, DC announcements. And also, as well, let me know what you think of the Samsung Galaxy Unpacked event as well. Uh, right, I'm going to end the podcast here. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's uh, weekly podcast. Uh, I will be back next Friday with another weekly podcast. Uh, but until then, though, it's goodbye. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you guys in my next weekly podcast on Spotify Music, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcast. Steve's Weekly Podcast.